Welcome to the Faith in Maine podcast. I'm Katie Clark, your host. We are sharing stories of life and faith and ministry across our 58 churches, 18 summer chapels, Camp Bishopswood, three Jubilee centers, and ministries that make up the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. In this podcast episode, we continue with our series on the themes of listen, connect, adapt, and hope, all themes selected by Bishop Brown for us in the Episcopal Church in Maine to focus on over the next year. This episode, we focus on the theme of connecting. Enjoy the conversation with Bishop Brown. Bishop Brown, you had four themes that you spoke about in your convention address late last year. Listen, connect, adapt, and hope. In this podcast series, we're doing a deep dive into each one of those. In our previous episode, we began with listen. So now we move on to connect. So first, let's talk about scripture. And can you share with us some scriptural references where connecting or that theme of connect is important? Yes, Katie, I'm glad to be with you again on this podcast and always glad to be speaking about these broad themes from our convention in 2021, which are ways for us to really live into what it means to be a diocesan community and live out a vision for the gospel, at least for this particular year. And so um, today, as we focus on connect, there are a lot of pieces of scripture that we could focus on. But for me, when I was preparing for convention, I was thinking particularly about St. John's gospel in the 15th chapter, where um, Jesus speaks about vines and Jesus speaks about branches. And what I'd like to do right now is just read from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, a few verses um, from the beginning of the 15th chapter. Jesus says, I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. Live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you, in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. So that's a paraphrase and we can turn to actual translations either in the King James Version or the New Revised Standard Version and hear uh, a little less contemporary language. But the point I think that Jesus makes here is a really important one and it has broad applications. Um, We can speak about uh, this image about Jesus being the vine and us being the branches in a lot of ways. But because we're focusing on connect, I think it's really important to place the emphasis on our connection primarily with God. Sometimes, Katie, you've heard me say that, and churches have heard me say, we need to make God the subject of the sentence more often. And so when I think about connect, I'm thinking primarily about 
uh, our first about how we connect with God, um, whom we might describe as the divine or the sacred. And for those of us who are baptized Christians, we are particularly always for our entire life focusing on how we are connected to the person, nature, work, life, death, and rising again of Jesus Christ. So you chose the theme of connect as a key theme in your convention address. Uh, those four words specifically, listen, connect, adapt, and hope. When you were sitting down to write that address, why did connect in particular rise to the top for you as a theme mm -hmm. that you wanted to focus on for the next year? Mm -hmm. There are two reasons why connect rose to the top. Partly it was, remember that we are, we are recording this in um, May of 2022, and I was preparing for the convention address in September of 2021. And we are now two plus years into this pandemic. And so much of what I was writing was in a pandemic context and in what we hoped would be a post-pandemic context. And the need to connect because we had been separated from each other in all kinds of ways. And at the same time, we were connecting more digitally. And so I was really playing on the fact that we were disconnected from being in person, but we had discovered ways to be connected digitally. And so I wanted to emphasize uh, this truth that I think is really just essential, which is that our digital life has to grow. And we have to feed that rather than lament the what is lost. That was primary in my thinking. The, the secondary thing about connect for me, Katie, has to do with something that we know faith communities that are growing, whether they are Episcopal or not, tell us that much of their growth and much of their joy and enthusiasm happens when they connect with people outside of their church when they have a knowledge of who their neighbors are, when they have a sense of meeting the needs of people. So that was a second part about why Connect was, and I think remains, really essential. So from what you're saying, there's different points of connection. There, there are, there's a need for connecting with God, right? Making God the subject of the sentence uh, and connecting with each other, whether that's physically or digitally. So you know that I always ask you at the end of the podcast to give us some homework or some action steps. So I'll ask that in two parts. How can we better connect with God? What is your guidance there? And how can we go out into the world and connect with each other, even in COVID times, physically or digitally? Yeah. I love that you asked these very practical questions. I think there are three things that I hope that we in Maine uh, will focus on, but I sometimes think they are universal, which is that this hunger that we humans throughout the world continue to express. We know from social science and we know from religious leaders, that 
in every context. So for example, in the Anglican communion, we hear from bishops in Africa and we hear from bishops in Indonesia, um, in parts of Indochina, who say that people say what they, what they are hungry for is to connect that we seem more and more fractured rather than more and more united. So if that's true, if we can just accept on this podcast today that there is a universal hunger to be connected, some practical ways I think to do that is to make sure that we're saying when we need to be connected. And we might do that in our family life. You think about those of us who are married. Um, I sometimes have said to my spouse, I really need to connect. Could we make some time to go for a walk or to go out to supper? So I think it's very important to be in touch with the need to connect and to say it out loud when in fact we have that need. So that's the first thing is to connect with others and to name it out loud and to do what we can to make it possible. I think a second thing related to this is to, as we said earlier, to make sure that we're nurturing our prayer lives and that, that we're connecting with God. So there are all kinds of ways we've talked about on this podcast about ways to pray. There are practical ways to make this possible. But I think anything we can do to connect ourselves with God, to connect ourselves with the sacred, nourishes this, uh, this need. And then uh, finally, I think it's really important to talk about the earth and to understand that sometimes we get as much, I get as much, I can only speak for myself, from uh, being out in nature, even if it's just a short walk around the block. If I didn't get outside yesterday just to admire the forsythia and to feel the warmth of the sun, I would have lost an opportunity to feel deeply connected to the earth. So I think the practical things are to name when we need to be connected to others, uh, maybe to ask for it, to figure out ways to make it happen, to make sure that we are connecting with God and to make sure that we're also connecting with the earth. So Bishop, it's interesting that you mentioned connecting with nature and being outside. As you know, there has been a recent study that the Episcopal Church did with the market research firm Ipsos, and one of the really interesting findings was how people find spiritual fulfillment, and the number was strikingly high, I think, to some of us, that prayer didn't rise to the top for everyone. What did rise to the top is their top way of um, getting spiritual fulfillment was being outdoors in nature. So the, the statistic is almost half of Americans, 45%, found being outdoors or in nature to be the most spiritually fulfilling activities, followed by prayer at 42% and giving to charity at 28%. So what you're saying really resonates with, with what we are hearing from mm -hmm. uh, Americans when they're talking about spiritual fulfillment. I think yeah. it was surprising to many of us who work in church world that prayer didn't come first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder too, Katie, as we have adapted during this pandemic, so many people 
are saying to me how much they have loved worshiping outside. That churches who, uh, especially if they have beautiful spaces where they could create a space in a garden or plan uh, something near water, I think those things are going to be here to stay, which has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but has everything to do with that in addition to a formal way to worship in the way that we do to celebrate communion and to sing and to hear scripture, that to also hear and see the beauty of nature, when those things come together, there is an even bigger feeding of our souls. Thank you, Bishop for joining us today on the Faith in Maine podcast to talk about the theme of connecting. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. If you like this podcast, please leave a review and rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That helps us spread God's word even further. Thank you.